Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this great opportunity. Thank you for giving us life, giving us health. Thank you for counting us among the living. That this morning we are not spending it in any other place but apart from your house. Some are in the hospital by this time, running up and down. Some have been pushed to the theater. Even some to the mortuary. Some are in prison. Some are in different places. Some are even home by day. But you have made it possible for us to be here. We do not have anything super than them. But your grace just located us. And this morning we say we are grateful to you as individuals and as a church. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for the strength. Thank you for the organs you've given to us that we can see by ourselves. We can walk on our own. We can do things by ourselves. That we do not need any medical assistance or we do not need anyone to hold us by the hand. Thank you that we even have the ability to choose what we wear and can see the beauty of what we are wearing. Thank you. Thank you for Many others who are celebrating their birthdays, some couldn't even see their birthday. Some, their birthdays did not meet them. Some, it met them, but they couldn't even remember it. But here we are with a different story. We say, receive all the glory. Receive all the honor. Receive all the adoration. Now this morning, we subject ourselves to you. We pray once again that let your spirit anoint our hearts to understand your word and grant us the grace to implement them. Just as we walk in, oh God, may we not live the same, but may we live transformed. May we live moved to a different realm and a different level in wisdom, in understanding, in the name of Jesus. Any aspect of our lives that needs to be repaired as your word comes forth, let that repairing take place. That before we leave here, we'll be repaired in Jesus' mighty name. Anywhere we need to be sharpened, we will be sharpened, oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. We give you glory, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Say amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus and please take your seat. Hallelujah. I understand that uh, the senior happy and the junior happy are celebrating their birthday. So happy birthday to Mama Happy and then happy birthday to Barista Barista Happy. Sister Happy. It's a blessing, eh? It's a blessing. That today you are a year younger, a year wiser. Say amen. May God continue to grace your, your, your knee. Grace your organs. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, one of the things we're praying about eh, is not money. Consistently, if you forget to pray, never forget to pray for your organs. I'm telling the truth. There's one thing the enemy will come after heavily. Because that's where he can drain your money. Yeah. 
if you look at the people who go for uh, dialysis on regular basis, some go twice a week, some every day, depending on the condition. Yeah. And the last time I heard about it was it 200 or 500 per a session. Yeah. So if, if it's 200 and you go three times a week, that's 600 alone. Minus medicine, transport, food, and all that. But if it's just about money, we can be somehow comforted. But the painful aspect of it is that no matter how thirsty you are, you cannot drink to the level you want. You move to sipping water and not drinking water. Yes. You can eat food, but small soup. Because if you drink a lot of soup, there won't be space for water. Because the liquid you should take in a day is measured. And your liquid is not measured for you. You just drink. I said, when? Someone like me, I drink water like horse. Yeah. When I'm going to sleep, I drink water. I wake up, I drink water. I'm just drinking water. So water must be by me. You see? So pray that God will sustain your organs all the time. Pray securing your organs all the time. It's one prayer you should pray. Not just pray for life, but pray for those things. You can be alive and be spending money like that. So pray that the Lord will secure your organs. Say amen. Beautiful. Today we have a lot to do today. Uh, our sister Vera is here with the family to thank God for seeing them through a successful funeral ceremony for their late father and uh, husband. So we'll be doing that aspect also in the course of the service. Hallelujah. We have been talking about blessed to be a blessing. Is that not it? Blessed to be a blessing. And last week, I made mention to us that God has made us spiritual or blessing reservoirs. And at the same time, blessing channels. So we store the blessing and then we also serve also as a reservoir to release or a channel to release what? The blessing. And I mentioned to us that anything that does not flow, it smells. That thing you see smelling. You see, I want to show you a scripture this morning before I go to my main subject. Proverbs 11, verse 24, 26, Message Bible. Or let's start with the NLT first. Then we'll go to Message Bible. Proverbs 11, verse 24, 26. It says that give freely and become more what? Wealthy. This is the formula for, the, for Christians. But the world will say no. Hold it. They say, be stingy 
and lose everything. Amazing. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose what? Everything. See, God had only begotten son, one. But he gave it. And he got all of us. So he should tell us that that principle works. Unless we do not believe it. Recently, when we went to the retreat, and then the, the Lord spoke to me about the corn. Later, I, I was holding the corn, looking at the corn, and I was telling my colleague pastors that we just eat the corn without seeing the miracle about the corn. We have been a farmer before. You just go and put in the ground maximum four grains. Is that what it is? Maximum four grains. And then you get one corn, you get, and you see, you don't just get one on a stick. You get a lot on a stick, but just take one. Nobody has sat down to count before. How do you give four, four, just four, and harvest that number? How? It's a word miracle that we have not spent time to really think about. So if the one who is doing that miracle is telling you that when you are stingy, you become poor, then we must believe it. Hallelujah. I said the one in charge of that miracle is saying that when we are stingy, we don't give, we become poor, we must what? Believe it. Verse 25, the generals who prosper, those who refresh others who themselves be what? Refreshed. 26, People curse those who hurt their grain. Yes. When you go on social media and you hear about the minister who kept that amount in her house and things that have been said, ask whether it is true. It is her money or it's for the brother. They are still investigating. Me, I'm not in the right place to say it's for her or it's for the brother. I, I, I'm also saying it's for her or for the brother. And it's under investigation. They will control like that. Is that not it? Yes. I'm not in a position to accuse her. Yeah. I don't contempt of court. <laughs> but the Bible says that the people curse those who hoard, who keep their grace. People curse them. But they bless the one who sells in time of need. Yes. In time of need. I was once in Trotro and a preacher woman in the car said, what she was preaching, she made a statement and said that, how many God bless you have you received today? Yeah. And then when she was done preaching, she said, you think I'm here for your money? I'm a, I'm a business woman. I use my first hours to preach. Then I go and do my business. I'm not here for your money. All I'm here for is to say God bless me. So all of you say God bless me. Hey! But when she got to first light, she got down. So God bless you. I'll see you again after work. So beginning of work, close of work, she does preaching. Then in the middle, she does her business. So she received God bless you beginning, God bless you at end. How many God bless you have you received? Yes. We have said that God bless you so often that it doesn't even mean anything to us any longer. It's, it's a cliche. 
So you see a pastor tell a church, well, God bless you. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Amen, 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 amen. <laughs> Give us the message Bible, the message translation from 24. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> 25. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. And those who help others are helped. Curses on those who drive a hard bargain. Blessings on all who prefer a square. I was not going to say it, but they said it. So I just want to focus on my preaching today. So blessed will be a blessing part two. <laughs> blessed will be a blessing part two. Psalm 41, verse 1 to 3, NIV. Psalm 41, verse 1 to 3, NIV. Blessed is he who has regard for the weak. Blessed is he who has regard for the weak. The Lord delivers him in times of trouble. The Lord will protect him and preserve his life. He will bless him in the land, and not surrender him to the desire of his foes, or his enemies. The Lord will sustain him on his sick bed and restore him from his death, from his bed of what? Illness. Just for considering or having regard for the weak or for the poor. These are the things that come to you. Therefore, seven blessings for Considering the poor, or seven blessings of considering the poor. I'm still on the poor and the needy. Maybe I'll conclude on that today. Seven blessings of considering the poor and needy. Jesus said that the poor shall always be with us. Because being poor is choice. It's by choice. And being rich is also by choice. It's not accidental. The beginning can be accidental. But the going forward is, is a choice. Yeah. And you must always understand that you do not have the right to blame anybody for your state. But you have the right to blame yourself for your state. Oh, what are you saying? That's what I said. Yes. That's what I said. In the natural, we'll be doing something all the time. Yeah, point at me. Use your finger to point at me. How many is pointing at you? Three is pointing at you. So we divide the problem into four, 100%. You are 75% of the problem. 75% is what? A pass mark. How did you even get 75%? So the problem you are going through 
whoever you are pointing at is only 25% and you are what, 75% of the problem. This one is always neutral. Who is the coach? Who is the one telling you that you are 75% of the problem? So instead of focusing on the, so it means that even when you lose the 25%, you are still good to go. Yeah, you are good to go. And let me tell you something. When you focus on blaming people, you lower your speed. Yeah. Whenever you focus on blaming people, you lower your speed. Why? Because there's a shift of focus and there's a shift of attention. But the moment you focus on yourself and say, where am I going? You see, it's just like going to the Totra station and then the mate is telling you, can you, we are going to Kaneshi, enter now. As you're about to enter, someone just pushed you small. And you took your focus. That, that if you remember, let me tell you a very sad story. Very sad story. There were two motor riders around um, Makati here. Then the first one offended the second one. And the second one apologized. So the first one should have let it go. But whilst riding, he kept on insulting the second guy behind him. And he was not looking ahead. So he kept on insulting him. And the guy was still apologizing. I was driving coolly behind him. By the time he would look forward, bam! That was it. Who killed him? Star story. It happened right in front of me. Right in front of me. Did you stop to help him? Yes, we all stopped. And then he was not far from Akaway Hospital. So we just helped him there. And then we took off. You see, in Ghana, when it's still too much, police will come for you and start interrogating. So what happened? This, this first point of investigation, you won't have your peace. So when we left him, now, Charlie, away. <laughs> You that you are doing good, do you become the victim? Yeah, that's what Ghana is. Are you listening to me? So don't focus on anybody, focus on yourself. So you are responsible for what happens to your life. So when I'm saying that, consider the, the weak, consider the poor. For a turn around in your life, and you do not consider them, and yet you are expecting a turn around, how will it happen? How will it what happen? Now let me share with you the seven blessings of considering the poor. Number one, you will be delivered in time of trouble. You will be delivered in time of trouble. The verse one of what we just read It said, blessed is he who has regard for the weak. Give us the new King James, please. Blessed is he who, has, who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Let me see. When you're that person that regards the poor all the time, it becomes a reference point for you to call on God whenever you're in trouble. 
Do you know that when you are broke, that's when you begin to want to remember all those who are owing you? Hello? Am I the only one? Eh? After searching everywhere in your room, then now, who, who are the people owing me now? Won't be tied someone to say that I am broke. There'll be a fight. <laughs> oh, it looks like Charlie the Tino. It me pill. Eh? You do inside there? Eh? Uh-huh. So in, in, in Proverbs 19, verse 17, that I read to you the right time, NLT. Eh? Let's go there quickly. Proverbs 19, 17. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. He will repay. So God is owing you. So the time that you need, that's why you now catch God. And say, now I need a payment now. The person has been owing you all this while, but it's like, Charlie, you're okay. So you don't really, so only you call, Charlie, what's up? Oh, don't worry, don't worry. Okay, don't worry, don't worry. But the day you are poor, you don't hear, don't worry. The day you are broke, you don't hear, don't worry. He said, Charlie, you have to do something now. Even to the extent that the person owing you, you begin to bargain. So you, you can't give me anything at all. Eh? So the 2,000 can't even get me 500 CDs. Okay, you give me 200. Your own money, you're bargaining now. Hey! <laughs> because the weight has done. No? Eh? So, okay, okay, you make it 100. But you, 100. Charlie, I am broke. I am broke. I, I wanted to call you crowd to ask for another money. <laughs> yeah. So the day that you are broke, you, you catch all the people who are owing you. And you want to take your money. And God is one of the people owing you. I said, God is one of the people owing you. He said, he's going to repay you. Pay you. He's going to repay you. So that's the time. You stand on this and say, Papa God, remember what I did some time ago. Yeah, remember. And I do that all the time. Yes, I do it all the time. So I am very deliberate in how I give my money. When I give it and I cannot rely on it, I don't give. I'm very deliberate. So I ago, I used to use a certain incident as a moment to pray. Because there was this woman I met in Accra who was carrying twins and had no money because her money got finished. And she didn't know. Now she has to pick a car. And the twin, by all means, had to buy a seat. And this woman bypassed everybody and got close to me and said, I just want you to pay for my transport for me. If you can do that. I said, how much? She mentioned. Then I gave her the money. More than the transport. Then she turned to me and looked at me and said, God bless you. I said, I receive it. Twins plus their mother. Ah! I said, yeah. I said, so the Lord will always deliver you in time of trouble. So when the trouble arises, fall on that thing and say, Father, remember. Remember. Remember Hezekiah. When Isaiah went to me and said that the Lord said, Prepare your home for you are about to die. Prepare your home. What did he say? Bible says he turned to the wall 
and began to bring God to remembrance. Yeah. He began to bring God to remembrance. He said, remember all the things I've done. I can't die now. God remembered the offerings. He said, you know what? I said, go back. Tell him that I've given you what, 50 more years. It works, my dear. It works. When you consider the poor, it works. You can rely on it in time of trouble. It works. Are with me? It works. Number two. Let, let me, before I give you number two, let me read the scripture to you. Psalm 137 verse 7. But the verse you don't have it. It is a uh, common English Bible. That's why you don't have it. So let me read it to you here. It says, whenever I am in deep trouble, you make me live again. Yeah. Whenever I'm in deep trouble, you make me live again. Why? Just considering what? The poor. Just considering the poor. Number two. The Lord will always preserve you. When you consider the poor, he will always preserve you. Now, let's stay with uh, and, uh, this New King James, please. Let's stay with that. Verse 2. New King James, verse 2. Thank you. Oh. Psalm 41, verse 2. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. So you can see people dying of headache. Yours will be worse than them. But you still be worse alive. When I first had my motor accident, the terrible one, when I was in the air with the motor, from one side of the road to the other side, landed on the pavement with my motor. People started shouting, he's dead. He's dead. Because a lesser than that happened, the person died flat. So with that thing that should happen, they knew that I was gone. Only to get there. So I was there, that's when I was hearing that he's dead. So let me pretend small that I'm dead. And when they were removing the helmet, I said, no, they, they would rather kill me. So let me wake up, brother. I said, hey, I'm not dead, though. Yeah. Church, when they took me to the hospital, that was around 2008, and gave me injection. I didn't hear it. Oh. They gave me two. I was still there. They said, put on your pants. I said, are you done? It's a long time. Yeah. The pain. I couldn't hear the injection. The following day, when we went to pick the motto, I saw the the color, the painting of the car on the motto. And where the painting was, that was where my tie was lying. So everybody kept asking, so where was your leg? When the car hit you, where was your leg? He will always preserve you. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Several years ago, I was on my bicycle. I saw a car coming for me. 
The next thing I knew was that the bicycle was under the car and I was at the other side of the gutter. And the people were looking for the person on the bicycle. Yeah. I don't remember what happened. I don't remember. I can't tell you. I cannot say I jumped on. on. I can't say. I can't say. I cannot say. The same motto again. I was returning from the voter region. I got to Akachi from nowhere. From nowhere. And I realized I was spiritual. From nowhere, I ran into, I bumped into a hill on a tar road. Myself and the motor were in the air. <laughs> I was watching side by side where I fall. <laughs> but I landed again with the motor on the road and we continued. Then I just parked. So the cars behind me just came to and said, you are very experienced. He said, you don't understand. <laughs> Experience? You don't understand. They said, you are very experienced. I said, you don't understand. Yeah. A preservation power was ignited in my life. And the Lord said that it is not his time. He cannot die now. He cannot die now. He cannot die now. So as you consider the poor, a voice will be coming for you. She cannot die now. He cannot die now. The Lord will continue to preserve you. Yeah. He will preserve you. I went to the beach one time. Tema. Saitu Beach. <laughs> we were all swimming. Those times. Those around 2001. <laughs> if you can't keep your dates, that's your problem. I, I can keep my dates. 2001, we all went to the beach. Hey, Charlie, at a point, my legs couldn't touch the ground in the sea. My hands couldn't come out of the water. And my energy was gone. I was tired. I swam for, I was so tired. So I said, oh, is that how they die? So I'm dead. I'll die. <laughs> hey. So. <laughs> so they'll do my funeral. I, <laughs> I was thinking all sorts of things under the water. I said, okay. If God wants me to die, I, I, I'll, I'll die. Yeah. And I said, and then I remembered that lumba. <laughs> If you save me, eh, I will worship with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sometimes I want to bribe God, but God is so smart eh, and so merciful. I was praying the prayer. I said, if you save me, eh, me, you lie. I go save you. <laughs> I go save you, Hoto Hoto. But church, by the time I opened my eyes, I was at the shore. I don't know what picked me from under the water to the shore? I don't know. And my friends told me they were searching for me. So they thought they had gone in between the people that see me and all those things. Yeah. And I told them this is what happened. But I didn't go back home. <laughs> I didn't go back. I said, swimming is over. Let's go home. So, but it's not time. I said, it's time for me. It's time for me. No second chance. The Lord will preserve you. Amen. 
I said, the Lord will preserve you. Amen. Look at Psalm 121, verse 7 to 8. New King James. He said, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. When you consider the poor, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Amen. Yes. So he said, the poor black powder that you should walk in and become a cripple. But their very eyes, you'll be walking through the black powder and nothing will happen to you. Nothing will happen to you. And guess what? Who is talking here? This is David speaking. Remember in Psalm 23, he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. My enemies want my flesh, but they are never able to get my flesh. Why? Because David has made it a custom to always consider the poor. Always. Let this be your story. He shall preserve your soul. It's a song, huh? The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. You will go out as a human being. You will come back also as a human being. You will not go as a human being and return as a corpse. I said you will not return as a corpse. You will not return as a corpse. You will not go out and come back with the bad news. The Lord has preserved your going out and your coming in. It's your portion in the name of Jesus. I say it is your portion in the name of Jesus. Number three. Oh, I love this one. The Lord will always keep you alive and premature death will never be your portion. The Lord will always keep you alive. And premature death will never be your portion. The same Psalm 41, verse 2. They said the Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. The, he will blessed. He will be blessed on the earth. They look at the last verse. Say that you will, you will know what deliver him to the will of his enemies. You will not be delivered to the will of your enemies. Now, what is the will of your enemy? Jump to verse five. Jump to verse five. My enemies speak evil of me. When will he die? This is the will of your enemy. Yes, this is the will. This is the will. When are you going to die? I mean. When, when, when? One day I heard somebody died. I saw the person says, eh, finally. I said, who? Finally? I said, eh, finally. Ah. We have been waiting. We have planned your funeral, everything. Yeah, we planned your funeral, everything. Like the Queen of uh, England. Her funeral was planned like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time. Even the one sitting now. The, the king. The king. They have planned his funeral already. My enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die? And his name will perish. And God is saying that he will not deliver you to the wish of your enemy. He will not deliver you to the desires of your enemy. In other words, they want you dead, but you will not die. You will attend their funeral. You will attend their burial services. In the name of Jesus. I said you will attend their funeral and their burial services. 
Yeah. Someone looked at me and said, hey, so till now, COVID has not catch you. I said, yes. Wow. I said, but what do you want COVID to catch me? I said, the way you are. Hey, Charlie, hey. Are you sure? Uh, COVID caught you and you were hiding it. I said, but it's obvious. When COVID catch you, it's obvious. Everybody will see it. Hmm. My enemies speak evil of me. When shall he what? Bench. Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 3. Uh, verse 3 to 4, sorry. Make in James. Isaiah 43, verse 3 to 4. It says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place, since you were precious in my sight. For you have been what? Honored. And I've loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you. And people for your life. Yeah. yeah. Why is all this coming to you? Because you consider what? The poor. You consider the poor. So you can, you see, sometimes you can, you, you will know that this car, as it's going, there will be an accident. But because of you in that car alone, everybody else will be saved. Even when there's an accident, people start asking, were you in that car? Were you in that car? Were you in that car? Yes, you were in that car. Why? The Lord has well preserved you and has said that premature death will not be your portion. Anyone that they've written on your name, premature death today, in the name of Jesus, I cancel it. I say, I cancel it. You will not die prematurely. I say, you will not die prematurely. No sickness will take you away from this life. I said, no sickness, no car, no vehicle. No, no vehicle will take you away from this life in the name of Jesus. Number four. Is it four or what? I wonder if I can finish. You will be blessed upon the earth. Yeah. You will be blessed upon the earth. You will be blessed upon the earth. Verse 1. Verse 2. You'll be blessed. Oh no, I, Sam, Sam, Sam. That the Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he will bless him on the earth. Yeah. You'll be blessed. And you are blessed. Amen. I said you are blessed. Amen. You are blessed. Amen. How will I know? When people are going down, you are still standing. Yes. I said you are still standing. Yes. Maybe COVID came and caught you, but people in your very eyes are dying out of COVID. You are still standing. I said you are still standing. It's a blessing. I said it's a blessing. It is what? A blessing. Yes. In the midst of the difficulty, God still makes a way for your children to eat. It's a blessing. Hmm. I said it's a blessing. That in the midst of the difficulty, you have never gone to bed empty stomach. It is a blessing. Yes, it's a blessing. Why? I've, I've told you before, I went to a man to go and bless him on Christmas. Only to find out that he was boiling water so he and his children can drink. 
Because I was told that when you drink warm water, it suits your hunger. So they were boiling water to drink, expecting that there would be a miracle. And when I went there, the man told me that my daughter just asked me that, as people are passing with rice and chicken, so with the Christmas now, I'm not talking about normal though, Christmas, Christmas, and we're boiling water. Yes. That's how in my house, I get angry and I go mad when they throw food away. Oh yeah, I forget I'm a pastor. I go mad when they throw food away. Because see, there are people by the roadside. If you can be giving them the food you are throwing away, they will not be at the roadside. Tell them that they should stop and be coming to your house and be giving them the food that you are throwing away. Yeah. Get them the food you are throwing away. You know you can eat two scoops, yet you fetch four. You fetch six. You eat small and throw the rest away. And you see, most of you have realized that people who do this, they don't buy anything. Yeah. I've realized it. People who behave like this, that they are from some rich home, B, and all, they don't buy anything. When they start buying things, eh, they will know. They will know. They'll feel it. They'll feel it. My sister Mary was, came, she and I guess, I guess I'll be coming soon. They, when they got married, they came to me to apologize. They said, uh, Sina, bro, we, want, we came to apologize. I said, for what? He said, remember any time you say, put off the light, put off this, put off this, put off this. We never understood it. We thought that you were stingy. But now that we are married and that we have responsibility, we have understood what it means to put off light. I said, oh, really? Oh, don't apologize. Go, go, go. You understand it better. Yeah. Hmm? Don't know how to buy flags, a lot of flags, put food inside and put in the fridge. Buy things from Mercom and then uh, freezer bowl, whatever, plates and all those things. Put them inside. Yeah. They don't dump rice inside at this. No, they don't dump it again. You, you, you dump? Dump? <laughs> dump? When Lele, that was like 12 cities, now has gone to 90 something Ghana cities, you would dump Lele. <laughs> Keep dumping. <laughs> it's 120. Keep dumping 120. Keep dumping 120. Yeah. Oh, okay. Me, I don't eat leftover. Leftover. One day leftover. You are even eating now. Seven days leftover. You are eating even seven days leftover now. Yeah. Oh, I thank Akufado. I thank Akufado that he has brought a lot of discipline. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Akufado has brought a lot of discipline because Lele 12 series is now 120. Jonas, a thousand percent increment. Is that what it is? So now a lot of discipline has come. So, so train Lele away is kept. Yeah. You cook plenty. Oh, yeah. Now, sometimes they cook plenty so they can, so they will save gas. About what? Me are not in this. Me are not in that. Me are not in this. Me are not in that. Now you are looking for what you don't even eat. You are not getting. going to the market and going to those places to buy things. Still, I'm not shy. Yeah. So I go, I have a place. It's called 2000. That's why I buy my rice, my, my oil, and the tin tomatoes. When I go there, no, oh, that. Yeah, they carry it and bring it. I go and pack. 
Uh-huh. So they don't know how rice comes to the house. And all the time they go, the rice is there. They go, the oil is there. They go, the this is there. I guess I just entered. I was preaching about you. Yeah. They go inside. Everything is there. But now they are married. So now they have to buy the rice themselves. So they can't throw it away again. Lie, lie. They can't throw it away again. Yeah. I said, do budget. Oh, sinner, bro. Yeah. My daughter will say, ah, daddy, we fetch more like song. <laughs> and I say, you don't understand. <laughs> Can I preach? <laughs> Verse, point five. <laughs> You'll be delivered from the desires and wishes of your enemies. That's point five. I think I've explained that already. Let's go to point six. In the event or likelihood of sickness. Yeah. You must understand this point carefully. As I, in the event or likelihood of sickness, the Lord will strengthen, support, refresh, and heal you. Yeah. In the event or likelihood of sickness. Yeah. The Lord will strengthen, support, refresh, and heal you. I see, when I talk about sickness, I'm not talking about just about malaria and all those things. Broken heart is also sickness. The Lord will heal you. Receive healing. Receive healing. Receive healing. Receive healing. So you have broken heart. I was watching something yesterday night with my children. A man who is married to the wife for 13 years. I was working an oil company. So I was just giving the wife money, 600,000 naira, 800,000 naira, and say, oh, keep it, and all that. The woman was using the money to build the house without the, woman, the man knowing. So when the house was completed, she told the husband, now, oh, I've seen a nice posh place. I think we should move there. And the rent is okay. 350,000 naira. So the husband followed and then they moved there. And the lady's brother has been coming to the house as the agent to take 350,000 naira all the time. Now, this is where the man found out. He lost his job. So now, the struggle to get 350,000 naira wasn't easy. And he started paying the rent for 11 years. He discovered this after 11 years old. And you see, the woman never encouraged her, him that we should build our own house because if you build, I won't take the rent again. Uh-huh. And, but he, she, she, she did something a little good. She told her brother that no increment. 350 now. Then somebody went to choke the woman that your wife is wicked to you. The struggle you are struggling is your wife. 
So she was, he was outside by his car and he called the wife to come home. Leave the shop and come. And when he started talking to the wife, he said, no, 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 it cannot be. I said, okay, no worry. I went to the fetish priest and they told him that the house is for you. And they said, I want you to deny. I shouldn't say that. I should just leave you. But in the next 24 hours, anything that happens to you is your responsibility. So I'm going. They said, oh, no, no, come back. Uh, let's talk about it. Uh, it's true. Uh, it's, it's my house. Hey. No, what will you do? 11 years, you were taking rent from your husband. You are living in the same room, house with him, taking rent from him. Judge for yourself. So it's a sickness. So you see, it is only God that can come to heal this man towards women. I'm telling you the truth. It's only God that can change the perception of this man towards women. If not, going forward, you will see every woman as a vulture. Yeah. Just because one person did evil. One person did evil. So even in the event or likelihood of sickness, disease or infirmity, the Lord will support you, strengthen you, and heal you. He will heal you. He will heal you. But that will not happen to you. God will give you a good woman. Amen. And God will give you a good man. Amen. He did not say amen. amen. They say Psalm 41 verse 3. Then the last one. Point 7. No sickness, disease, or infirmity will have the power to kill you. No sickness, disease, or infirmity will have the power to kill you. You will always recover from it. Yeah. No sickness, disease, or infirmity will have the power to kill you. You will always recover from it. Verse 3 of Psalm 41. The Bible said, The Lord will strengthen him on his sick bed. His bed of what? Illness. You will sustain him on his sick bed. Yeah. You sustain him on his sick bed. My dear, consider the poor. Eh? I said what? Consider the poor. Consider the poor. So I believe that with this understanding, let it go beyond the church coming together to do something for the orphanage. Decide on your own that you want to support an orphanage. As whatever the people in charge do with it, that's their problem. They'll be judged. Yeah. They'll be judged. God said that you prophesied in my name when I had not spoken through you. So I'm going to judge you. So you use children to take money, to take things from people, and the things do not go to the same children. You don't even have regard for them. Look at, look at what the Bible, all the scriptures we have read. It means that by you not giving the things to the children, you are fighting all these scriptures. Oh, that's the meaning. And when you are fighting the scriptures, who are you fighting? You are fighting God. That if God be for us, who can be against us? Now God is the one against you. So who will be for you? Yeah. Who will be for you? So you see that certain weird diseases 
sicknesses happen to those people that you may not even understand. Why? Jesus said, allow the children to come to me for theirs is the kingdom of God. Then he said that this little one, their angels besought me the face of the father every day. So the children are going to help their angels speak to God every day. So you can imagine what they'll be saying to Papa God concerning us as a church. And you are that church. It's not a building, you are the church. So if those angels go to Papa God, they'll say, ah, once upon a time, LCCI came here and brought us this and this and this and that. Therefore, let all these things be what activated in the lives of the members of LCCI or anybody who contributed towards it, let all this be what activated. Then you're the one who took the things and went to sell to beautify your room. The angels reported to God as well. And you and I can guess the consequences. And I wouldn't want to be in their shoes at all. Never would I want to be in their shoes. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Are you blessed? I said, are you blessed? Will you respect the poor? Consider the poor? Eh? Consider the poor? And let me tell you this. Anyone you are a little higher than, comparably, that person is poor to you. Yeah. So it's not just people in the orphanages. Your house help respect that person. Your gate man, woman, whoever is working for you, respect the person. Don't let's treat the person. No. Don't. He's a human being, just like you. What we forget as parents sometimes is that those houses we are disrespecting largely are the ones training our children. <laughs> we forget. Because see, you have left home. Maybe you're in a very traffic-prone area. So you may leave home like 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. latest. You're off to work. And work will take eight hours from you. So you'll be coming back somewhere 9 p.m. So from that 5 a.m. to the 9 p.m. that you left home, who is taking care of the child? The house help. How many hours is that? Someone calculated for me. So you, the parents, you only go to that child and do, love you, that's all. Then you go. You return, by the time you're returning, they are asleep. Even when they are awake, they have little time to go back to bed. I love you and all those. Even you, because you're tired. You want to sleep early and wake up early and go. So that house is the one with the child, largely the greater portion of the 24 hour. How many hours? 16 hours out of the 24. Yeah. So if you do not respect the house help, then there's something wrong with your relationship. There's something wrong with the way you think and value people. There's something wrong. Yeah, there's something wrong. So the poor is not just the people at the orphanage. The less privileged in your area, the less privileged in your home, they are also considered poor in your life. Respect them. If you can't give them money, give them respect. If you can't give them money, give them love. Give them love. Give them love. Give them some care. Give them advice. You don't pay for it. You don't finance it. Advice, you don't finance anything. It will not cost you much. Let your advice go. 
Don't just advise your children that don't do this and this one, you just bah. Anything. Yeah. A lady will tell me all the time that my stepmother or my auntie will not allow her daughter to do anything. Even when I'm sick, I have to do everything. I said, my dear, don't worry. She is teaching you to learn how to multitask. So one day you become an asset to your husband. That though you are in the kitchen, but you are sorting out bedroom. Though you are in the kitchen, you are sorting out your children. Though you are in the kitchen, you are sorting out a whole lot of things at the same time. Answering email at the same time, though you are in the kitchen. But this one, the way she is, she will be brought back the same. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a case. No, it's not a case. It's not a case. And let me tell you something. No level-headed man who wants to eat restaurant. Yeah. The reason for the marriage is because the man wants to stop eating at eating outside. That's one reason for the marriage. So if marrying you, he has to still eat outside. The house is better than you. Of course, it's better than you. And sometimes we must make this thing, this relative known to us, especially with the women, the, the women in the church. You should, should know this thing. Let me tell you something. The cooking, which largely some men can do. Let me tell you the truth. You're my daughters. The difference between you and the house here is sex. That's the difference. Yes. Childbirth. That's the difference. But apart from that, there's no difference. Sometimes there are certain houses that are a thousand percent beautiful than their madam. Sometimes. Intelligent than their madam. No, ask yourself, why do men fall for houses? Why? Why? So respect. And you see, that house help has kept your husband safe for you. Secured for you. Yet you mistreat the same house help. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Respect. Eh? Do you hear me? Respect. Say respect. Turn to your neighbor and say respect that person. And stop more treating the person. It's not right. It's not godly. You are a Christian. So let God use you. Not to more treat the person. Say amen. I said say amen. So don't go home and say, the apostle said the poor people are the ones in the orphan, orphanage. All of you here, you are rich. So, uh, <laughs> no. No, I've explained to you. Yeah. I've explained to you. In your, in, your, in your workplace, the people that are your senior too, and all that, respect them. You understand? Yeah, respect them. First lady, respect them. You are first lady. Yeah. Respect the second ladies. And the third ladies. And the fourth ladies. Respect them. Do you understand? If those ladies were not there, you would never be first. First of all. Even in school, those who are last, respect them. <laughs> At least you have someone in the class to compete with. If you were alone in the class... 
you'll be the first and the last. So respect them. Oh, thank you. I still honor you. Though you are last, I still honor you. Don't tell the person, though you are last, but say thank you for encouraging. Because see, that person pushed you to learn, to be first. So respect them. Eh? That Uber driver, respect him more. Eh? Respect him. He could have crushed you like that. But he brought you. Yeah. He brought you. Respect him. The taxi driver, respect him. The mate in the car, respect them. Don't just insult them anyhow. Do you know who I am? Who are you? You see, you are in Totro. Ask the a Totro mate, do you know who I am? The two of you are in the same car. Eh? You're in the same car. And the mate is taking money from you. And he will give you change. He will take it from the same hand and put it inside your bag or your pocket. And you are still saying, do you know who I am? Eh? If there's somebody fly, vanish and appear. Don't judge your throat. So respect those people. Okay? Respect. Hallelujah. Please bow down your heads with me shortly. You are here. You are not born again. You want to be born again. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want you to kindly lift your right hand up and I'll share what I prayer with you. You want to be born again. I want you to lift up your right hand and I'll share what I prayer with you. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the salvation of all these people here. In Jesus' mighty name, say amen.